Hey, lovely freaks, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Hannah. And if you're new here, hi, welcome. If you like things strange and unusual and true crime, you can go and hit that subscribe or follow button. You can also head down to the description box, and you'll see a link that will take you to our link tree. That'll give you access to all of our social media, um, Twitter, Instagram, and all that jazz. And all that jazz. Yeah. Okay, guys, so we're back with part two of the Snowtown Murders. If you did not hear part one, you need to go listen to it because you are absolutely not going to really know what's going on. Um, I mean, you'll kind of get the gist of it, but yeah, really. there's, there's a some, lot. There's a lot that happened. <laughs> there's a lot, of, a lot of people involved in this. So um, there's four different murders, but one of them has died. So now instead of having John, Robert, Mark, Jamie, and Barry, we just have... John, Jamie, Robert, Mark, and Mark. John, Jacob, Jingleheimer, sorry. <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah, so these are the ones that are left. And when we last left off, Barry had died. They had killed him. And then they killed his boyfriend, Thomas, later on. They made him, made it look like he committed suicide, but he didn't. They took him up there and, <clears throat> and did that. And I think Thomas had also told someone but you know the person that thomas told he never comes forward hmm. and and says i don't know if maybe they thought he was just crazy and losing his mind because his the, his love had just died or whatever but thomas was involved in barry's murder so whatever so we're just going to pick it up right here um his next victim johns came out of nowhere he was a man who was not a homosexual or an alleged pedophile and we say alleged in this when we're talking about this case because not all of these people are actually are pedophiles. actual pedophiles there's no there's evidence. yeah there's no evidence of that and we explained that last time so there's no like hard concrete evidence none of these people have gotten arrested for this or you know john, john physically with his eyes saw them do this yada yada so um this man's name though was gay gavin porter he was 29 he was a heroin addict and actually was Thomas's friend. So not the one that he confessed to, but just a friend of Thomas's. He became friends with Jamie after Thomas died or they made him commit suicide. John didn't even really like the fact that Jamie was friends with him because Jamie actually became a um, heroin addict by being friends with him and would start doing heroin with Gavin. So John wasn't really, he never did drugs. He wasn't a drinker. Um, so he's kind of pissed off when he found out that Jamie was using and he was like, okay, this kid's like, this guy's got to go. Also, it's a little weird that a 29 year old's hanging out with Jamie. Cause he's probably at this point, like, I mean, I would say he's probably 18 19 mm. yeah so he's a lot older That's... but i guess it's because they were you know doing drugs together um gavin though was also getting disability checks and as we know john really enjoyed um killing people and then using their checks to you know get rich off of for as long as he could and for anyone wondering like i said last time back then it wasn't really a big 
you could you could steal somebody's money, their their social security money or or disability money really easily. It wasn't like now. So in April of 1998, John and Robert attacked Gavin in his car because apparently he was like staying with them, but he was living in his car right outside, like in their driveway. So, okay. um, so anyways, they attacked him in his car and beat mm -hmm. him and strangled him to death. They brought him inside to the garage. John went to get Jamie so he could see the work that he was doing. I believe it was John's idea to, like, get Jamie to take over one day because I'm sure in John's mind he was, you know, like I said last time, doing hero work. He was a good Samaritan. Um, ridden this filth of the pedophiles and homosexuals as he thought it needed to be. But anyways, so when Jamie saw that Gavin was dead and he was there on the floor he was really upset because he didn't fit in the, the normal mm -hmm. killings like john you know was somebody he looked up to psycho psycho and like i know that's crazy but mm -hmm. <laughs> he was a psycho but he was somebody he looked up to because he was you know murdering these alleged pedophiles and these homosexuals and so he was like well, this is not this is guys neither one of those mm. so john showed jamie his barrel and then he began to dismember Gavin's body and stuffed him into the barrel. So after this, I don't know how long after this, but a little bit after this, finally, the police had kind of started looking into Barry's murder. And they realized that his mm -hmm. card was being used, but it wasn't being used in Queensland. Because like I said last time, Barry was supposed to be in Queensland. You know, he called his family and he was like, I'm never gonna um, see you guys again. I'm leaving, blah, blah, blah. But the card was used at an ATM in Adelaide. They set up a surveillance at an ATM that it was kept being used at. Mm -hmm. And the person that was using it was not Barry, but someone else. It was actually Robert. This began the police interest into this. I'm not exactly sure. I couldn't figure out why they didn't um, get him for, like, stolen, or stolen yeah. credit card. Or I think they want to pin it the pin murders on him so they want more yeah. evidence of the murder but still they could i mean could they have him for a long time in jail i feel like they could have i don't know how laws are in australia but here in america they could have at least arrested him for using some for fraud yeah and then they could have interrogated him but maybe they thought we don't have enough evidence we would have to get a confession but and that still, might be hard i'm to sure do. he murders more people so they should have done something yeah. about that so john however like you just said, um, he's still on a killing spree and had no idea that the police were even looking at looking into Robert. And John decided it was time to get Jamie to help with a murder. And he knew it would have to be someone that he hated. John had the perfect person in mind, obviously, because Troy, who was Jamie's half-brother, he actually sexually assaulted Jamie when they were little. Mm. And Jamie told John this wow. a long time ago. So John was like, all right, that's the person we're going to kill because it'll be easy for him. So on September 1998, Robert, John, Mark, and Jamie all went into Troy's bed while he slept in the same house that they were in, dragged him out of his bed. They began to beat him. They also made him make a recording because, you know, John's still married 
to, yeah. or well, he's not married to her. I keep saying that, but John's still dating Jamie and Troy's mom. Mm-hmm. She's not there at this time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they did the recording thing with like they did with Barry. They made him say like, "I'm leaving. I'm never coming back." And after they beat him, they tortured him like the other murders. They dismembered him and then put his body into a barrel in the basement. Jamie didn't want to participate in this murder, so he says, but he he said that he felt like he was scared and he was giving into peer pressure because he was afraid that John would just kill him if he didn't participate. The men also told John that the barrels were causing a intense stench and someone would notice. Um, so John knew that he needed to do something about the smell because he didn't want the neighbors to start smelling it outside the house. Mm-hmm. What's crazy about this case is all the people that murdered seem to be, like all the people that were murdered, um, seem to be getting some, like I said, some sort of disability and social services, uh, not social services, social security, security checks. Security checks, yeah. So I just don't understand why I don't know that's the part that, that that kills me like I said earlier like I know it was easier back then but did the police not notice like this person's supposed to be gone and their social security checks never got switched to a different location like with yeah. Barry and all those other I people. feel like they just didn't want to do their job I don't know yeah, and that happens a lot especially even here and or just didn't feel like dealing with all the mess of yeah, because John, Taking by this time, he he had he had eight murders under his belt. There's eight mm. people that have been murdered. John's spree continued, though. In September 1998, he put another man's name on his so-called pedophile wall, or wall of spiders. Fred Brooks, he was 18. Um, he was also intellectually disabled, and he was the son of a woman named Jody. And Jody was actually in love with John. Um, and she was... This is going to get complicated. She was Mark and Elizabeth. You know, Mark, the one that's helping him murder. Yeah. So, that's Elizabeth's sister, Jody. So, um, Fred is Mark's nephew. Okay. So, and, they're related? Yeah. No, like, the people... Are they related? The, per- the John and love? Robert. What? The, the girl that's in love with John. No, 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 no. No, they're not. No, they're okay. just friends. Okay. Um, but so John's friend Mark, that's helping mm-hmm. him kill his his wife's sister Jody. Mm-hmm. Her son is the one he wants. He's going to kill next. Okay. Um. John was convinced that Fred had been touching little girls inappropriately and he just needed to die. So one night, John, Robert, Jamie, they invited Fred to the house to like have some beers, hang out. Um, they were actually, they actually told him too that they were going to like go rob a house, which apparently Fred had done before. So he was like, oh, cool, you know, we're going to. Okay. Do a B and E. Um, I'm breaking and entering. B and E, B and E. So that sounds great. So once he got there, though, um, got to John's house, they jumped him, and again they began to beat him and then torture him, and he became another victim. They decided, though, 
um, that this killing would be more intense. Or, let me rephrase that. They didn't. John did. John told Jamie, they had him in the bathtub, and they were burning him with, like, cigarettes and lighters and stuff like that. And John told Jamie to go get a small transformer out in the garage. So, the transformer is, like, a thing that um, has, like, clamps, and it's got uh, electricity bl- yeah. flowing through it. Mm-hmm. So, he clamped... Autobots assemble now. Okay. <laughs> Um, no. So he clamped uh, the clamps onto Fred's genitals and turned on the machine. Mm-hmm. Electricity shot through Fred's body. He then took a sparkler and shoved it in the tip of his penis mm-hmm. and lit it on fire. And they all sat there and laughed while his groin was being burnt. They did this several times, actually, not just once. Um, but eventually, unfortunately, Fred succumbed to his injuries. John knew he needed to um, find somewhere for the bodies in the barrels after this because it was just one more person that was in the basement and it was getting rather intense of a smell. John didn't know that because, I don't know if you remember this, but John doesn't have a sense of smell. So he couldn't smell it, but everybody around him was like, all right, we really got, you really got to do something. (laughs) Yeah. So they actually... um, he found an abandoned bank. I'll just start there in Snowtown. And he rented the bank. He started renting it because there was a um, vault in the bank. And so that was where he was going to store the bodies. But he actually took some of the... Excuse me. He actually took some of the bodies to Mark's house. One of the bodies that he took to Mark's house was Fred. And I guess Fred was like, oh, you killed my nephew. Cool. Wow. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, it was weird. John couldn't wait, though, to move the bodies um, before he he would kill again. He wanted to kill again. He was like, everybody told him, like, you don't have enough room. We need to stop. You know, don't kill. But he was like, no, I gotta kill. At this point, he had gotten a taste for murder, and that's all he cared. Yeah. Yeah. So, in November 1998, they came across a, a disabled man who had been disabled from a car accident and he was actually um, living on the streets. His name was Gary O'Dwyer. He was 29. John and Jamie spotted him um, while they were like out on the road or something, sitting on the side of the road and he was like in an underpass. Mm-hmm. And they decided this would be a good guy to kill because they could get his disability check after that. They befriended the man and then they invited him to John's house to have drinks. They, um... That was when Jamie, Robert, and John attacked the man, tortured him, and dismembered him, just like all the others, and they put his body in a barrel. Now, remember I told you that Fred's mom, Jody, was in love with John? Well, they began sleeping together, and she began to suspect something was hor- something horrible was going on with John and his friends. And also, before moving the bodies to the bank, they stored them in Mark's garage which I don't know more you know this is just way stupid they're doing this all wrong like the way that they're moving the bodies back and forth and all Mm -hmm. the evidence is getting everywhere like yeah making this way more difficult than (laughs) I mean it is difficult but I'm just saying like they're being really stupid about this yeah it's it's weird I don't know why they just didn't leave the bodies there but whatever um 
So sometime in November 1998, Mark's wife, Elizabeth, found out about the murders. And John knew that she needed to be dealt with. So he convinced Jody, the girl that, you know, is her sister, mm-hmm. uh, to take Mark into town and they were going to deal with Elizabeth. So that would be like, that would be like, that would be like some random person being like, hey, Hannah, go take your husband, I mean, go take, go take Corey into mm-hmm. town and we're going to deal with Amanda. That's basically yeah. what that, yeah. That's a lot. I can't believe. There's so many she was people okay with that. that are just like, oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. I can't believe You can that. kill my sister. That's fine. I'll take her husband into town so he doesn't suspect anything. Um, so after they, after Jody takes Mark into town, they kidnap Elizabeth, his wife, torture, beat her, and then kill her. And then, like everybody else, her body gets put into a barrel as well. When they got back, Mark asked, where's my wife? And John said, oh, she tried to come on to me, so I dismissed her, and then she just left. She just got all her stuff and left. Uh And he was like, I'm sure he knew that that was bullshit, but he was just like, okay. Oh my gosh, I can't. <laughs> He's got to be super manipulative to really take everyone and just let them calm down. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you've got to be super manipulative. Yeah. But Elizabeth's brother um, didn't believe this at all because he was like, there's no way she would leave her kids and run off just because John didn't want her. So he filed a missing persons report now John knew that he had to get rid of the the bodies because he was like, okay, they're going to start coming and looking. Like I said, some were at Mark's, some were at John's. So they rented a van and they took them to the bank. Some neighbors saw him moving barrels and he just told them that it was like dead carcasses from hunting. Like he said they were what? kangaroos, which apparently you can hunt kangaroos in Australia. I'm sorry, but we don't do that. Why would you barrels. put it in a barrel? Yeah, yeah, you're ruining the meat. You got it because we're country. And my dad, our dad, hunts. hunts. You have to, like, um, as soon as you kill it, you have to... Well, these are the carcasses. Okay. So he said, like, he had already gotten the meat off. These are just the carcasses. Oh, I thought he meant, like, they're just in there. No, no. (laughs) I was like, oh, well, that's not a good explanation. So back at Mark's house, while they're, like, moving all these these, uh, bodies, back at Mark's house, the police had arrived, and they thought it was weird that the... Um, he filed, He didn't file missing persons report on his wife, but the brother did. They also found out that his friends were John and Robert, who they had already been looking into for Barry's murder. Mm-hmm. They just didn't have enough evidence yet. They didn't find anything at Mark's house, though, which, of course, they didn't because they had moved the barrels and the bodies. So, yeah, they didn't find anything. Um, the new year after this had come, and it was 1999. Since the police found no bodies and they didn't have strong enough evidence for a case against John and Robert, um, they thought that they were in the clear. Like, John and Robert were like, okay, it's a new year. that Nobody's really said anything since November, so we're good. They had not murdered since Elizabeth's um, death. Mm-hmm. So, Jody, Elizabeth's sister, and... She was the one John was sleeping with, you know. Yeah. She had a nervous breakdown in 1999, January of 1999. She was actually put in a psychiatric ward. 
in May of 1999, John had a new victim lined up. It was Jamie's stepbrother, who was 24, named David Johnson. John didn't like him because he said that he thought he was like a yuppie, like a preppy boy. Mm-hmm. And he obviously wasn't a homosexual. He wasn't a, ped- a, a, a supposed pedophile. And it actually had not been... Um, it had been a long time before John had killed anybody, so he was just ready to kill. I don't understand why they keep and making it in family like, people, yeah. family people that they know. Yeah, like they're really itching to go to jail. I guess. So May 9th, nineteen ninety nine, Jamie lured his stepbrother into the abandoned bank. When he got there, he said that he was. He said he. We have like a. Um, what was it? A computer or something for sale? And I'm like, bruh. And an abandoned bank? No. <laughs> um, but, anyways, he lured him in there. And unfortunately, when he did, Jamie, Robert, and John attacked him. And also the fact that Jamie's just, like, okay with killing his brothers. Half half or not. Like, these are his stepbrothers yeah. or half-brother. And he's just like, yeah, kill him. So, they made his murder extremely violent, and he also made him record another tape about leaving, not coming back home, yada yada. And I can't even imagine in these victims' head, because like you said, all these are friends or brothers or something like that, and they, like, are being attacked by people that they thought were their friends, you know? Um, so they killed David and put his dismembered body into barrels. They got his bank information before they got, like, before he died. And, um, so they could start withdrawing money from his bank. After dealing with his body, they went to the bank, tried to withdraw money, but there was an error that came across the ATM saying, unauthorized withdrawal. The men just thought, okay, maybe he doesn't have any money in his bank account. Um, so they went back to Robert's house after this. Robert had taken a piece of flesh from David, which is unusual because they don't really do this and he was like okay we're gonna make a pact here now and we're gonna fry up this piece of flesh and eat it, eat it? Oh so that's gosh. what they did I knew they were gonna do that that's what they did i don't know why but they decided to resort to cannibalism always I guess. go to cannibalism so the police finally finally started looking into the men more in depth after mark's wife and all this mess started happening they tapped their phones. They had actually started tapping their phones uh, before David's murder, but they there wasn't anything going on because from January to May, they had not committed a murder. And so they had started tapping their phones then. And uh, they found out that they had an abandoned bank, John did. And then they found out that um, the, the van was parked at the abandoned bank. So it didn't take very long. Because on the phone, they're not really, you know, keeping it secret. So, May 20th, 1999, they raided the bank. And they found the bodies of the victims. The bodies, excuse me, were not dissolved like John thought they were in the um, hydrochloric acid. They actually, it the acid had actually preserved their bodies. Because John's an idiot. And, yeah. I figured um, it was going to do that. Yeah. So, one of the Snowtown officers said, and I quote, It was a scene from the worst nightmare you've ever had. I don't think any of us were prepared for what we saw. End quote. 
The building was littered with tools for killing and torturing and murder. Some of them included knives, uh, bloodstained saw, double barrel shotgun, coils of rope, rolls of tape, rubber gloves, clothes, and the um, electrical shock thing that I told you about. The pathologist's report later revealed that prolonged torture um, had been the reason why these people had died, basically. Mm -hmm. They also investigated John's old house, and that's where they found those bodies that he buried at the beginning, like when he first started, that he buried in the backyard. So, they get arrested. Jamie was the first person tried because he actually pled guilty to the murders. And on June 21st, 2001, he was sentenced to four lifetime sentences with no parole for 26 years. But, like, for 26 years, and then after 26 years, he could oh, maybe okay. get parole, I was really but I was he like, probably what? won't. <laughs> yes. Later that summer, John. Robert and Mark all pled not guilty to 10 counts of murder. A lot of the charges against Mark were dropped because they didn't have sufficient evidence that he was actually involved in the murders. Um, So the trial began with John and Robert, though, on October 14th, 2002. They were tried with the jury members. Um, They had to, like, switch jury members because a lot of them couldn't handle like being in the courtroom looking at Mm -hmm. all the evidence so john and robert though were finally found guilty september 8th 2003 john was convicted of 11 murders and robert was convicted of seven they were each sentenced to life in prison and each on each count so seven consecutive life sentences with no parole um mark's trial began in 2004 he was the last one and on on August 2nd, he was convicted of five counts of helping with the crimes. But the jury, like I said, they could not come to an agreement on which murders he actually committed. And he wasn't going to say that he was guilty. So he was only sentenced to 25 years in prison. He applied for parole in 2017, but was denied. John and Robert are both considered to be Australia's worst serial killers to date. And Jamie. So how many did they kill in all? Um, 12. 12? 12 people in all. Yep. So that is the story of the Snowtown murders or the bodies and barrel murders. So Snowtown actually, that little town, I feel so sorry for them because they're such a small town. Like, we're talking less than like less than 10,000 people for sure like maybe less than 5,000 it's really small so their town is associated with this only because the bodies were moved there but only one murder was committed there in the bank all the rest of these murders were committed somewhere else so that's why I kind of like saying the bodies and barrel murders Um, but everybody just knows it as the the snow town murders but they even were going to try to change their name the, the town was because they didn't want to be associated with it anymore because it's a pretty big case in Australia and um but they couldn't or, or they just changed their mind or whatever so really these murders were committed all over the place but that's yeah that's the end of our story it's crazy I don't I've never I've never heard of this case um 
I can't believe how many people were just okay with this. Yeah. That's the part that really shocks me. Like, if it was, like, maybe two or three, I could maybe understand that. But this is a lot of people. Yeah. To the point where I couldn't even keep up with all the people that you're mentioning. Especially when it came to Mark. When it came to Mark and his wife and Jody and that whole situation. Like, she she obviously found out. She, she had to have been suspicious that they had killed her son, Jody. They had killed her son. And then when John was like, we're going to kill your sister because she knows too much about these murders and stuff. And she was like, okay, I'll... I mean, I'm sure she had reservations about it, but she didn't go to the police or anything. No. <laughs> um, and then Mark, when he found out his wife was dead, he was just like... Oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure... There was a little bit more than that, but they never said anything. Um, there's also a movie about this, but it, I'm pretty sure it's a low-budget film. But It sounds like an American Horror Story episode. Like a yeah. season. Like a whole season. Yeah, a whole season does. But I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a movie about this. I don't know if it's a B-movie or f- some part of me wants to say it's a foreign film. I'm not sure. But um, I heard it was okay. You know, if you watch yeah. the movie, it's kind of gloomy and all that, which obviously I mean, this whole entire story is gloomy. But, um, yeah, we just want to say, like I said last time, just remember that these are real people that really did die mm-hmm. for absolutely no reason. Um, none of these people were pedophiles and none of these people, you know, even if they're homosexuals, you know, Still doesn't mean you're a pedophile. <laughs> that doesn't mean you're a pedophile. Does not mean at all. Yeah, because that was one of John's things was every homosexual was a pedophile, which was just crazy to me. Um, That's like saying it, every vegan hates animals, so they want to murder animals. It's like what? What? Every vegan or every person that is, is not, not a vegan. vegan. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I got that what you eats meant. meat wants to just like murder animals. Yeah, I got what you meant. Um, and also, I mean, there are people out there that are going to make the argument, well, pedophiles have to have their day in court. Yeah. I mean, okay. But (laughs) none of these people were actual pedophiles that we know of. Um, so yeah, it's just crazy that you got all these people to think about to, to do that. But, you know, I'm sure somebody could start that today in our society with, all kinds of stuff. I'm really this surprised. This was in the 90s, so that wasn't too long ago. Mm-mm. I'm really surprised we don't have, you know, more murders. more serial killers Which now. Which is so weird. We don't hear a lot of serial killers. Like, we hear, like, there are some. shootings and stuff. Yeah, there are some suspected serial killers out there. I've seen a few um, cases pop up, but they don't have... They're just suspecting that maybe there's a serial killer out there, but they're not... They don't have a name or anything like that. They haven't mm. arrested anybody. Mm. There's a few different cases right now that I've come across that are open. Um, I just haven't talked about them because I don't I don't like doing that until I have every facts, you All know. The evidence, yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, hopefully you enjoyed this two part series. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do next week. We might do another true crime episode. Get 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 a. I don't know. We haven't really a poll up in the Twitter. Yeah, we'll get a poll up and see what you guys want to want to hear about. Um, but other than that, that's it. So we hope that you guys have a great weekend, 
and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.